0: Welcome to Corners and Conversations My name is Jeremy Strickland and I will be your host of this podcast I am the founder of Just Contributor Support Better known as JCS My mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship Guidance and resources Corners and Conversations will have different things Such as guests, perspectives Different topics of discussion And different ways of you to look at things So tune in Everybody, how you doing? I'm here with Brother Davis, who we had spoke with on the other episode not too long ago. And I'm joined with another guest. His name is Carol Alexander. Would you like to be called, brother?
1: Call me Carol, C2. You got C3 right here.
0: No, all right. So he is joined with his little one. So we're going to talk about fatherhood, all right? So there's a lot of expectations that goes with it. What is it that you would say would be the priority? Having a newborn right now, all the requirements that go with being a father, the things that you remember when you was a child, you know, or the the things that, let's say, people tell you that you should do as a father right now, what would you
1: say is important right now? Well, your child comes first. Like we talked about earlier, I learned that the hard way. How so? Uh, How can I say this without saying plantation?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you say what you feel. Say without plantation. It will just be an advisory notice before the episode plays. Well, with
1: the situation with the plantation, Mm -hmm. I put my job first, all right? In the end, I end up losing my son, all right? But at the end of the day, I realized what my mistake was, and I went and got my son, and the job didn't agree with that. Now, Mm -hmm. whether the job agreed with it or not, I'm going to give them 100% and I'm going to give my son 110%, all right? Because guess what? I still got to make ends meet to support him. (laughs) Job
0: or not. <laughs> I think that's the issue that a lot of people do not speak of, right? So, of course, you have your employer who have expectations of you, but then there's fatherhood, which is a different level of expectations. And some people think it's so simple to differentiate which one should get more attention at any given time.
1: And I work at a job where it got young boys that need fathers, right? right. So. I can't put my son on the back burner and come tell these kids a whole different thing. So now, that was that's like wrong. a
0: contradiction. Yeah, it? that's
1: wrong. I can't do that.
0: So they're in need of a male constant and then you go on to work every day and be like, yeah, I was supposed to be spending time with my son, but I'm out here spending time with you. But you, you shouldn't question. it.
2: That's what also makes you look good in the eyes of a lot of them kids at that job is because a lot of them see you being a father. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once they see, all right, I can respect this man because he still come in. He do this for us. And once he leaves, he still going to be a father for his own kids as well. So that's what gains a lot of respect out of them kids at that job. So it's
0: not like just a decision, it'll be more like a lifestyle in a sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
0: So when you say, well, where did you work at then? When you say you go to work and you deal with kids who are in need of a father, for the audience who may not know, may you give them some perspective
1: on that, that background?
2: Don't say his name and make him famous. <laughs>
1: the Youth Challenge Program, uh, basically a program for average youth. Some, most, in this instance, don't have fathers. I don't know how to explain this program to you Uh because it's finding a new identity right now, but...
0: It's in in the midst of a regime change right now. You're trying to recreate itself. So, but the reason why I asked for you to bring that up is because when you think of those who are in need of some support, a different way of, let's say, just some sort of guidance, right? But when you say at risk, a lot of people think of just criminal background, history, just being negligent or having run-ins with the law. But I think of at risk just being your one decision away from having to answer for things that are beyond your understanding. Exactly. When you think of a lawyer and they go to law school, even though you have to get this criminal justice degrees and all this background, you still have to go to a law school to learn about the laws that are governed by us. Well, excuse me, the laws that govern us. And the uh, depending on which side of the law they'll be on, they'll be either being like that prosecutor or being that defender. Right. So for somebody who goes to so much schooling and so much education towards it, they expect for people, just everyday citizens, to be held to the same laws that governs them, but they have no access to it. That makes sense. Yeah. So for somebody who don't have a Ph.D. or a judicial doctorate or even, a let's say, a bachelor's degree in criminal justice, how are they supposed to be governed by something, even if the ignorance of the law is still the reason why they're being punished by it? Help me out with that, Brother Davis. What would you say on that?
2: All right. Anybody that's been to court knows ignorance of the law isn't going to pass anyway. They're just going to be like, all right, just because you didn't know doesn't mean we're going to forgive you. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anybody get off on that. So, for one, you need to be knowledgeable of everything you're doing. Like we had in our last discussion, you always have to be knowledgeable on what you're doing before you do anything. True. All right, let's put it in in the mind of a 16-year-old. Give it to me. In a 16-year-old male's eyes, they're looking at life as, all right, I see this man selling drugs. I see this man doing this. I see this man wanting to be a lawyer and all that. This man selling drugs, and he getting nice calls and all the women and all the attention and stuff. True. And he don't have to do nothing but get put on by somebody else. This man that's a lawyer, he has to go through college. He has to be funded, you know what I'm saying, to do all this. He has to be smart. I don't have to be smart to sell drugs. You know what I'm saying? So with that, So it's easily accessible? Right. Sometimes the quick money is what a lot of them will take. So they'll take the easy route out, which they don't look at the pros and cons from. So they'll sit up there and they more likely to let me take this easy way out and just sell these drugs or whatever and boom, I'm winning. I understand I'm taking penitentiary chances. I'm taking any type of chances of losing friends, loved ones, or anything with the decisions I'm making. But I don't have time to wait five, six years to become a lawyer, to do it the right way.
0: So to see the return on investment, it's a lot that you have to invest before something gets from it. That's why I feel
2: like as a father, that's when you're supposed to be able to step in and be like, well, son, sometimes the return on the investment is way more worthwhile than, you know what I'm saying, That. That's what really makes you a man, the fact that you're willing to work for whatever it is you want. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: And just trusting in that process.
2: If you want your kids to be great, you have to work for it. All right, let me put it this way. If I want my kids to be great, I can't just say I want my kids to be great and they're going to be great. I have to put in time, energy, and show them the right way of doing things.
0: Different avenues that they can approach to be able to accomplish it.
2: Right. Okay. So that's part of being a father. Now, anybody could be a daddy. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could sit up there and be like, yeah. Right. Go have sex unprotected. Boom, you a daddy. Oh, okay. You automatically a daddy. I see
0: what you mean. Biologically, it doesn't take much. Right. I thought you were saying, like, responsibility-wise, take ownership of me.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't forget that thought. I know you had something you wanted to say. Don't forget it, C2. Yeah.
2: But as a father, even with my stepchildren... I'm not their biological father. Okay. I don't want them to call me father, daddy, anything like that. I'm Mr. Terrence to them.
0: But So you're not trying to replace no, anybody?
2: No, no. I'm always going to leave Avenue open for their biological father. You know what I'm saying? I never discredit or take anything from the next man. But at the end of the day... That's powerful. That's impactful. Yeah, the man that's there every day and is showing them the right from wrongs and providing for them, that's father figure. The daddy is the title. It's easy to get a title. It's easy to get that, oh, I'm a bad guy at the job. I'm angry all the time. It's easy to get the title from something. But when you. It's as quick as you get that stepdaddy title. You know what I'm saying? You got to put in work to get the respect. So it's something
0: that is earned. You can't just request it and it be given to you. Yes.
2: That's basically what it is. Because like I said, I idolize Alexander. I idolize him for what he do for his child. Like, this man left the state, went to a whole other side of the country just to go get his child and be in his life. You know what I'm saying?
0: Who is here right now during this podcast, But you probably hear from time to time. Oh, yeah, he cutting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, C2, you had a, a nice interjection there, but you let him finish his thought. What was it that you was going to say as far as he was talking about fatherhood? You know, it, it doesn't take much to be a biological father, but it's just the effort that you need to put in on it. And I want to say around that time frame, you had something you need to say. What was it?
1: I mean... I look at it from the mistakes I made, all right? Like, I made a lot of mistakes. I wasn't always the, how can I say this, a law-abiding citizen, all right? But at the same time, I had a father, all right? So I'm not going to drop what my daddy did for me and come over here, oh, yeah, I got a son. No, I'm going to teach him the right
0: way. So that's not an accomplishment then? So, since the fact that you have a child, you can say that as a, a milestone that you check?
1: Yeah. I'm not taking it out. I want to take it further because I know there's things I want to do that I can't do now because I made them mistakes at a younger age. So, to prevent him from making them mistakes, I'm going to do what my father failed to do. He wasn't a bad father. Okay. But
0: it just speaks to those experiences, and you just want to build on that. So, he provided a foundation. You provide some structure, and that leads to the next level. That when your child grows and develops, he sees the comparisons, I guess. Or he sees the decisions that both of you made. And he would look at that as pretty much the, how do I say, the, the range of decisions being made as far as this is why my daddy made these decisions. And this is why my grandfather made those decisions. And I'm going to find myself somewhere in between that. Or you just want your son to live his life.
1: I want him to live his life. I'm saying I want him to touch that fire and get burnt and come holler at me. And dad, I just got burnt. All right. What do you learn?
0: Oh, okay. So life will be the driving factor for him. Experiences that he could be able to exactly. be a part of.
1: I'm not going to let him jump off the bridge. Right.
0: Metaphorically speaking,
1: exactly.
2: yes. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like I don't want my child to get burnt at all. Like, I'm going to always tell them right from wrong. And as a child, they're going to make their own mistakes. They're not going to listen. I don't want them to get burnt. You know what I'm saying? I know life going to teach them. It's somewhat like I agree with. What Alexander said, but it's somewhat like I wanna prevent them from getting burnt at any cost.
0: So you're gonna be the parent who wrapped the child in bubble wrap when it's time for nah, him to ride the bike with the training with. Trust me, I know this man backwards and forwards.
2: <laughs> hey, sometimes, yeah, you gotta bump your head to learn something. You know what I'm, I'm gonna tell you the stove hot. So what can't be taught yeah. needs to be experienced.
1: I'm gonna let him fall off that couch a couple of times before he learned not to mess around up there. Yeah, okay. See,
2: I'm the type of person that that's man, look, you touch that stove, it's hot. Hey, before you touch that stove, it's hot. Third time, hey, that stove hot. The fourth time, hey, I told you that stove was hot. That's the type of person I am. I'm not going to, hey, what did you learn? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? As soon as you mess up, I'm going to give you all the guidance you need. So the experience will be the
0: teacher moment because you've already prepared them or gave them that that precaution. I done told
2: you three times. So once you go out and do whatever it is you need to do or you felt like you needed to do, Hey, I told you. You know what I'm saying? I did my part as a father because I feel bad if one of my kids sit up there and say, Daddy, you ain't tell me life was like this. So the, right. Then I feel like I failed them. Nah, as long as I say, hey, man, once you graduate high school, life hits you hard. You got buku bills, you got rent, you got light bill, cable, that Wi Fi you like so much is high. You got to put gas in the car. You got car note, car insurance. Everything
0: comes with a cost. Right.
2: You still got to get the oil change. You got buku bills. You, <laughs> exactly. I make it look easy. This, but, this, hey. It's called
0: adulting. Yeah. It's adulthood. Right nah, here. if
2: I sit up there and be like, yeah, man, life easy. Go on out there and do what you got to do. You just got to get out of my house. Boom. They out there by themselves. Nah, if they become homeless within two years or two months, then it's my fault because I ain't properly preparing.
0: So, yeah, it took part in it. Well, yeah, you, yeah you, it's, it's my fault. partly the reason for that death
2: result. Yeah. So that's why I'm going to have a sit down. I'm going to show my kids around about 15, 16. Hey, man, look, boom. Light bill, cable bill, Wi-Fi, phone bill. Hey, this all daddy got to pay, you know what I'm saying? Now, I ain't going to talk about the shoes that you like, you know oh, what I'm saying? So this,
0: so this is part of you teaching them responsibility. Yeah.
2: Like, all right, boom, this is what my check look like. And this is all the responsibilities I got to take care of with this check. Now, if I sit up there and say I don't want to work, the same way you saying you don't want to work as a child, I, feel I can't where take you coming care from. of none of this for you,
0: Without taking care of these obligations. Right.
2: So okay. if I show them, look, this how much I make, this how much I got to pay out of what I make, boom, they have an understanding of, all right, man, when I get a job, I got to pay about this much or they got a ballpark. So paper. that's
0: financial literacy yeah. along with those responsibilities. Yeah. All right. So around 15, 16.
2: Yeah. So that way, you know what I'm saying? You still got about three to four years before they got to get, get on down.
0: Before it get real. All right. Yeah. So C2, around what age would you let C3 understand what is the expectation of him in this society in America?
1: Soon as he start asking them critical questions, soon as he open his mind to, hey dad, what's that? Dad, what's this?
0: So once he have a natural curiosity for it, that's your obligation to teach.
1: Exactly, I'm not gonna force it on him. Hey, we about to learn this right now. Like, I was a sports player. I'm not gonna force my son to play sports, even though I want him to be a football star. I'm saying I want him to gain the curiosity. Dad, why are you always watching football? You know I'm saying? I want to set example for him. Make him curious. All right? I want to lead my son. All right? I don't want to force my son to do anything. I want to lead him to the water.
2: So, I can ask a question real oh, quick? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, boom. So, say he don't ask the question. By him not asking the question, it's somewhat like he might think that life is just that simple. Like, hey, daddy pay the bills and life just easy. Like, I'm not saying you wrong at all. Saying it's different ways some, of teaching. Yeah. Some kids really want to know, hey, daddy, how you do this? How you do that? Some kids do that. Some Are you kids, saying in
0: the event that he don't ask those questions, how would he go about it?
2: Yeah. Like, say the day he say, oh, daddy, I'm about to go find an apartment. That's when you tell him or you just, hey, I'm going to break it down to you. Now, you about to get this apartment. By you about to get this apartment, you got to think about it. You got to pay this. Or or do you just, all right, go on ahead and move out, you know what I'm saying, and wait for him to ask the question?
1: Negative. I'm going to develop a plan with my son before I ever send him out in the world. That's...
2: All right, cool, cool. Yeah, I thought you were saying, yeah, if he don't ask, I ain't going to tell him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah, don't ask, say, don't man, tell. Man, you the best father I'm over here idolizing you. You messing up. <laughs> right. It's all about setting example for him.
1: Like I said, I wasn't always that law-abiding citizen. Okay. But at the same time, I'm not gonna provide that bad example for my son. Oh, let me go try this.
0: Right, but I think those are different things that build character, as in it's ingrained into your identity. Because after you experience those things, it's not saying you associated with the streets. It's saying you familiar with why people who conduct themselves in that way reside in the streets, or why they their level of alertness or whatever comes from the streets. So what's done in the classroom is not what's done in the streets. The same way what's done at, let's say a, a Fortune 500 company is not done. In a household,
2: right, right. See, now that's well. All right, you remember that time me and you was at YCP, and they had that one kid that didn't want to go to class. Oh yeah, and I had that yeah. conversation with him. That's forever. It was like, all right, you was telling him what society been trying to tell him all his life. Correct. Cut, copy, and paste. By him hearing, like basically what you was telling him was right. It's it like a, regurgitated uh, every, information.
0: We right. he heard it all before.
2: So sometimes you got to sit up there and break it down to him. Like, I can sit up there and tell my children all the time, man, look, life hard, man. Once you like if take if Alexander's telling C2, C3 right now, mm-hmm. man, life hard. He tells C3 life hard all the way c 18. He's going to get tired of hearing it by the time he's five.
0: That's yeah, true. You know what he I'm gonna saying? He's going to say, I want to see so, what you keep complaining yeah, about.
2: Man, life can't be that hard. You just pay the bill. You go to work, you get the money, you pay the bill. Right. Now, by the time they 15 to 16, because that's about the legal age that you can start working in the state of Louisiana. Okay. I tell okay. them 15 right before they can work. And at 16, you legally able to work. You know what I'm saying? As long as you get the work permit from your school right. and your parent. Correct. but. From there. Oh, what's crazy is,
0: like, to add to it, my nephew just, like, he's just turned 16, like, December, and he's working now. So, hey, yeah. that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point.
2: So, that's when, all right, I'm giving you this conversation, like, all right, you getting this check now. You know what I'm saying? You going to work, you getting this check now. Right. You can go buy all the school shoes and all the cool Jordans and all that you want. I support that 100%, but by you doing that, I'm about to give you some responsibility on top of that. So, that so way give them that
0: water bill, yeah, not the water man, bill. I'm going
2: to give them the lowest bill, of course. Be like, look, you're you making money here. You know what I'm saying? You can buy whatever it is you want, but you still expect me to 100% take care of you. I'm trying to. It's, it's not me. So it's me. like a
0: transition period. You're yeah, not saying right, you're out on right. your own. You're saying, yeah. I need you. So, these are the things you have to huh. learn before you so, take that next step. Right.
2: My okay. goal is if, if they go out and buy their own car, like if they, they tell me, Daddy, look, I got this job and I'm trying to save up for a car. Oh, by all means, I'm going to get out your way. First, you got to show me, all right, how much you making up each check. Okay. And then you show me what you saving out that check towards fundamentals. this car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that way they understand the concept of saving. Yes. And then they know that they want something. So that way, once they get old enough to say, hey, daddy, I wanna, I'm want i about to save for this house. All right, cool. You, I already know you know how to save for a, a car when you were 16. So it's the same process. Yeah. It depends so, on what
0: it is yeah. that you're saving for.
2: Right. So- once they they say, all right, I got a job. I'm about to save for this car, or I'm about to save for this prom dress, right. or this this prom outfit, or whatever. All right, cool. You saving for something? I'm not about to give you a bill on top of that to knock your high school dreams away from you. I'm gonna allow you to develop as a child. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna deprive you of anything. Hell, you just saved me from <laughs> buying you a prom dress True. and a props. Hey, by all means, that going to get out your way. You know I what agree. I'm saying? I agree. So with that, nah, let. They mess around and go buy, you know what I'm saying, something else with the money instead of a prom dress or something. And they say, Daddy, I need a prom dress. All right, now you told me you were saving for this prom dress, but you went and bought this new iPhone. It's conflicting. So clearly that iPhone was more important to you.
0: Than that prom dress.
2: As a father, I got two or three ways I could look at it. I could okay. be like, all right, look, I could go on ahead and be that safety harness and go on ahead and buy this prom dress, which really ain't going to teach them nothing. Right. Because at the end of the day... They got what they wanted and what they needed at the some, same time. So
0: give them an incentive to yeah. keep, keep doing so what they do. No matter doing.
2: what, daddy going to be there for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then I can sit and up there and not, I can not buy the prom dress and let them just have the iPhone. A girl can sit up there. And like to me, a little girl, prom is like one of the biggest highlights before they get married. Like that's that's the highlight. You know, every girl don't make homecoming court.
0: That's a milestone. Yeah, they got to check so, that off their life so, to-do list. It's like a bucket I, list, I guess. Yeah.
2: So I can sit up there and just go buy the prom dress and tell them about it later. And they right. hear about it and make them pay me back for the prom dress. Okay. You know so it sounds like a payment yeah, plan on the back end yeah, side. Yeah, because, all right. You, like a you, line of credit. Yeah. You had the money to go get it, but you bought something else. But you, you knew daddy was there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they bought or, the
0: dress because you was already going to be there. Yeah. It's like they already knew you was going to buy the dress. So they still went to do what they wanted yeah. to do. So oh, nice. in
2: my mind, I feel played. You the big dumb. Yeah. So in my mind, I feel played. But right. at the same time, I'm going re- to be like, all right, I ain't going to deprive you of this. I'm going to let you take these pictures in this nice iPhone you just bought that I can't touch. Right. But I'm going to make sure you have a nice prom by going to buy this prom dress. Or I could be the father that, hey, <laughs> what did you learn? You went and bought the iPhone. Go to prom with the iPhone. <laughs> you can put your school Uniform on Put your iPhone <laughs> with you Which ain't on down Man. there
0: Alright so I'm gonna Redirect this for a moment C2 When we talk about Financial literacy And we just talking about Credit and stuff like that Was that part of a conversation Like when you was at home Growing up What advice did your Mother or father tell you About building credit Was that even a topic Of discussion
1: It truly wasn't My mama Basically dictated Those conversations She oh, Don't go do this Don't go do that Right She basically dictated My decisions Like don't do this, don't go do that, you know what I'm saying? But when I confided in my father about those things, she wasn't having you know what I'm saying? So that was a more of a go learn it yourself type thing, you know what I'm saying? Because I always been put in this world to burn, but at the same time, I came out to fight no matter what.
0: So with that being said, do you have credit cards right now?
1: I don't believe in credit cards.
0: Oh, so you don't have credit at all, all right, cool. So a lot of people introduction to credit, would be when the, like when the car get the car. Let's say me for example. Like I didn't know much about credit. I got like a Capital One car, right? And so they was like, oh, okay, this is what you have. So in my mind, I'm like, Mom, I got a credit card. What should I do with it? She said, All right, baby. you usually how you build credit is you get the card, you spend it all the way up to the limit, as long as you make the minimum payments. That's building credit, right? And I was like, All right, cool. And so I did that. And so then when you check the credit score, it's like, Why well, my credit score messed up? It's because I took the car, spent it up to the the, the It was just three hundred dollars, so I ain't do a lot of damage. But the point was, I spent it up to that, and then it got to the point where they was like, hey, look, dude, your credit utilization rate is 100%. Like, you maxed out. That's horrible. And so then after the car's getting declined all that, then I learned about credit. So what I would like to say is it's rare for somebody to not use lines of credit. So I would say you have pretty much the cash-in, cash-out mentality. So the money you earn is the money you spend. So you don't live beyond your means is what I'm saying. That is it. You don't hear that every day.
2: You
1: don't. don't. If I don't got it, I don't don't go too too far.
2: I mean, I can tell you like this. My mother's side of the family, she's more along the line of the medium comfort zone as far as money. Like, she she has her own house, several different cars and all that. Mm -hmm. She's living comfortably. You know what I'm saying? She never gave me that conversation on credit. Like, she went to a credit consultant around 14, 15 for me. She never had the open conversation. And I feel like that's the thing in the black community True. that credit we is fall devil. short on. Because I'm not going to lie, I was working offshore, and at one point in time I had a conversation with a a Caucasian guy, and he was telling me how his parents set him up for success before he even turned 15, you know what I'm saying, by adding him on to the their line,
0: credit. As an authorized user. So
2: by the time he was 17, 18, his credit was already in the 700s. Like basically setting him up,
0: so they was already grooming him before it was yeah. time for him so, to even so, get off yeah. the board. So
2: I don't want to sound racist or nothing like that, but I feel like as African, no, it's as- a cultural aspect. Yeah, yeah. As a, as African Americans, we're already behind everything. The power curve, right. I Agree. We're already we're behind everything south. as it
0: is. So It seems as if we don't learn. Well, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna speak from my example. I didn't learn anything until after I became 18, until after I joined the right. military, until right. after. I moved to Austin, right. Texas, and it's just me have to figure it out for myself.
2: And that's what you see a lot. Like if you get on social media right now, you see a bunch of people trying to say, Hey, I could boost your credit for right. three, four hundred dollars. you see a lot of people that say It's a market. Yeah. It's a market. So you gotta think about it. If if it's a market, that means it's a big open field Correct. of clientele coming from there. So you gotta think about it. A lot of the first thing any 18 year old gonna do, they're gonna go buy a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? ATT, and Verizon, well, all it, this. became a part of life. Right. Especially Nintendo, in college. It's
0: like a, a want that turned into a need. Like, is something wrong yeah. if you don't have it nowadays. Yeah. It,
2: like, you don't even see any pay phones, like, talking about it nine days, No. So it's, like you said, a way of life. If you don't have a cell phone, you can go buy... A cell phone from Walmart, a like prepaid or, phone. Yeah, for you remember eleven dollars? You remember the
0: Nokia flip phone? Yeah. That, like the little nuggets? Like yeah, you, you don't could get touchscreen. Yeah, I'm not now. saying
2: you have to have the best phone, the highest grade iPhone, or the the latest Samsung. But it is if not considered a bare sense. Right, you can go buy any cell phone for. Mm-hmm. You can go buy a flip phone right now for eleven dollars. Right. You can get approved at AT and T, Verizon, Sprint, anybody for free on the iPhone 4 or the iPhone 5 right now. And you just pay
0: for it in installments. We'll set up the payment plan for you. The phone is free.
2: I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, free phone. You're right. Anything below the iPhone 6 right now is free, as long as you get approved. Right. And you sign that two-year contract. So you can get a phone. Anybody can get a phone. It's just whatever your credit is, da-da-da-da-da. But that's the first thing any 18-year-old wants to do. Right. Because most parents, hey, you 18, uh, you grown. You, don't are yeah, 21. Home. <laughs> hey, look, you need to go on and get your own phone plan. Right. So that's the first thing. Cars. I ain't going to lie. That was my biggest mistake. Now, I, I had a paid for a car and I was like, it was under 150,000 miles. And I said, man, I just but it's, want something but
0: it's not new. Not the new, just,
2: new. Yeah. My credit was straight. You know what I'm saying? I, let me go get this brand new 2012 thing just to go to the club and look good. What did I learn? <laughs> right. Sometimes you got to explain. That's why I say some parents don't explain to their kids about life outside of go to school. They don't explain to you about life outside of watch out for the police. Do okay. this with the police. They so don't. It's ex- more
0: like a reactive approach to teaching things and yeah. not being proactive and yeah. preparing. Sometimes
2: you got to think about it as, all right, I don't want my child to be dead or in jail or broke. to where they need me all the time. That's how I look at it with my kids. I don't want my kids to need me all the time. I want them to be self-sufficient enough to where, all right, daddy taught me this. Daddy taught me that. Daddy taught me this. But that should be the
0: goal in life for everybody Right. right? to look at it. Like, I'll give you an example. When you look at other communities, let's say Asian community, there's a culture that is fixed around group economics, as in supporting those that it pertains to. You will see the grandparents giving things, not for the sake of just giving them money because it's their birthday. Like, they're building businesses. They're saying, if you don't have anything that you could call your own as a family, we're going to provide those building blocks for you. However, however, these are the things that you have to do in order to continue to be within our care.
2: Right. And Mm -hmm. that's why I chose the barbering field, because I feel like I could teach my sons enough Mm -hmm. about barbering to where... Once I open my own shop, boom, I can continue the family name and the family business to where, boom, hey, if y'all, I'm I'm not telling y'all y'all have to be barbers, but I'm going to teach y'all enough to where, boom, y'all could come in, y'all could either cut hair in here or y'all can run the business enough. Or I I teach my daughters, hey, look, y'all come in, y'all collect the money from this man, this Uh man, and this man, y'all split it amongst your sisters and brothers and boom.
0: So that's, that's like a, teaching them economics right, and responsibility, and, communication. Yeah,
2: and if y'all want, y'all can spend the money how y'all want, or y'all could grow to it. Y'all go buy a bigger shop and put more barbers into it. Mm-hmm. Y'all could turn it into a franchise to where we're not just in one location, we're in several right. locations. So that way, if y'all open up enough locations, everybody can collect funding from different locations. You right, know what I'm right. saying? How, however y'all want to do it. Y'all can set it up for y'all's grandkids or y'all's kids.
0: So, it's like you're giving them options, you're exposing them to opportunities. So,
2: that way, like basically, I chose a craft to where I'm gonna grow, my kids can grow from it, their kids can grow from it, and so forth. So, that way
0: Cheetos in both hands, that's the trick.
2: Yeah. So, that way. C3 over here cutting up over some Cheetos if y'all don't understand. Yeah,
0: not, you know if you have a baby you can't just give them something in one hand. You got to put them in both hands. Mm-hmm. So now you got the Cheetos in both hands. Work.
2: And you got to have a Cheeto in the mouth at the same time. Mm-hmm. Something to wash it down. But <laughs> at the same time, like I said, I'm trying to start a business to where everybody underneath me can eat. I want my kids definitely to eat off of it. Their kids can go on ahead and like I said, if each one of my kids look at it as, in a smart, like I'm going to run it to them. Boom. If y'all turn my one shop into five shops, each one of y'all can take one of these shops and y'all run with it. Okay. Y'all, it's really a franchise now. So we got one in Hammond, one in Baton Rouge, one in Denham Springs, one in Kentwood. We got shops all under the same name. It's a big franchise now. Sort of like super cuts.
0: But then they would have the differences because it's really their personality and their business model. Right. So even though so, it's a franchise, they still have their ownership and right. identity because that goes with you, it. You know, that's
2: when family really fall apart. When it comes down to money, that's right. when family really fall apart. So right. that way, boom, look, all y'all take this money, y'all open up y'all own franchise from my barbershop and say, hey, this is bags, cuts. You know what I'm saying? You Layla bags, you Tristan bags, you Tyler bag, however y'all won't do it. Right. Y'all run that. Mm-hmm. Y'all do what y'all got to do. And if you do it right, cool. Your kids can eat off this. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? You, y'all, neither one of y'all have to cut a single head. Y'all have a barbershop of y'all's own to where y'all can sit up there and hire people to come in and cut hair. Right. And y'all collect the booth rent, pay the bills, and do what y'all got to do. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: impactful. That's impactful And you can right still
2: there. go work a nine to five if you want to. So you're okay.
0: still able to do what you wish, but just yeah. know you have something that's, that is for you. That's
2: just an extra source of income to right. where you don't have to stress over anything once I'm gone. That's just my vision for my kids. Right. That's just how I'm coming.
0: Yeah. So let's back up for a minute. The valid perspectives as well. Hopefully the listeners are able to rewind and go ahead and play that again. And if that I'm doing right something wrong, they can tell
2: me and I can sit up there and get it right for my kids. Yeah, y'all helping me for my kids. Exactly. It. Exactly. So I'm going to wind back for a
0: little minute. So, C2, I know you was talking about the cash in, cash out perspective. So when you go from that context, so for a lot of us, we used to I know we can't afford it. Right. Well, I'm going to speak from my experience. I can't speak for everybody. I know I'm used to, hey, look, right now I can't afford it, but let me use somebody else's money, but I owe them in due time, right? So for you having those conversations about the Jordans or whatever, anything that is of a material value, anything that is tangible, how did you go about that? Was that you had to save up first, then buy it? Was that we already had the rainy day fund? How did they go for you when you was coming up?
1: Well, coming up, I had most of everything I want. I didn't really want for a lot of things. You okay. Know what I'm saying? I was an athlete. Naturally I'ma get the things I need. Right. All right. Cause I'm performing for the things I need. You know what I'm saying I got everything I performed for. You oh. know what? Okay. I was fine with that. All right. I didn't take too much of what I didn't need. At the same time. So you
0: wasn't a needed person anyway.
1: No, I'm not so a needed. So you was revolving not.
0: around sports. So I mean the love of sports, that's what it was.
1: Exactly. I was happy. Okay. Even now, if I don't got it right now, I don't need it. If I can't afford it, I don't need it. Okay. Right I'm not gonna stress myself up on keeping up with everybody else. I'm you might do what was going to
2: Oregon.
1: Yeah, I was. I I, I <laughs> at one point, yes, I was going to Oregon. But like I said, I want my son to make that same mistake that I made that I couldn't go to Oregon. So you okay. want your son to go to Oregon? No, nah, I want my son to go wherever he wanna go. Wherever. Why? So
0: now I do like that. Even though that's a simple phrase right there you're saying, you want him to have ownership of his life. You're not saying, this is my son. He's going to identify with these things. Exactly. Like, I know some people, that, let's say they're a Saints fan. They have a child. That child is, by genetics, a Saints
2: fan. It's like, how do you know that? What? exactly? That's me. I, that's me. But how I'm do you, sorry. But, you ain't my child. If you ain't no Saints fan, we beefing. I'm sorry. what's crazy about it is
0: that's like shaping somebody's life before they even had a chance Man, to live it. you ain't in it.
2: got no choice, you got to be who that. I'm sorry. That come from- So he or she is a Saints fan.
0: today they able to move out the you house. You
2: born into this.
0: You born into this. So even when they move out the house, they still gotta you got Saints to be Saints fan? got to be a Saints fan. Jeez.
1: At the end of the day, when my son was running around here, he went in that corner and he picked up a football. First of all, I could take that. Now, okay. whatever sports take him, you know what? I'm fine with that. i put on a jersey. With the Alexander on the back, mm-hmm. all right. Long as he getting somewhere, I'm not gonna. Oh, he played for the Falcons. I like the Saints. Guess what? I'm gonna drop my pride and I'm gonna put on a Falcons jersey. <gasps> but that's who drops him. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm gonna do. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. Oh my God,
1: I'm sorry. Hey, all right, so boy, I, I think you offended
2: him. a lot of people. Just heard uh, that
1: they get offended all they want to. Let that's me my say son. this right that's here. That's what he want to do. That's First
2: and gonna foremost, do. I'm a diehard Saints fan. Who that? I don't feel like you a Saints fan if you don't know who Jim Haslett is. But we ain't going to speak on that. But I became a Saints fan because of my grandma, not because of my mama, because she ain't no Saints fan. She ain't know who the Saints was until Drew Brees and Pashawn Payton. But that's another thing. That's fairly recent. 2006. <laughs> but we ain't going to speak on that. But with me, I feel like when it comes to little boys, you know what I'm saying, and the fathers, that's one thing that's going to automatically click. Every little boy won't... I ain't going to say every little boy. A lot of... But there's a connection associated with it. Yeah, that. a lot of little boys get into sports. You know what I'm saying? So like it's like a way of communicating with yeah. their father. Well, back in my day, I was born in 88. Back in my day to the early 90s, the thing was, as a kid, you want to go outside and play football with your friends. You want to play basketball with your... You want to go outside okay. and play. You mm-hmm. don't want to be on a tablet playing or looking for YouTube or nothing. You want to actually go outside and do something. So with that, I was raised a lot by my grandmother. And she was a sit-inside grandmother. She's sitting in her little rocking chair. She's going to watch the Saints. She's going to watch the Braves. She going to watch Jeopardy. She's going to watch every single set of stories that come on. Oh,
0: she had her set schedule. Yeah,
2: yeah, Miss Roxanne play. God rest her soul. But with that, that's when I became a Saints fan. Early 93, 94, around that time frame. But I still did my research. I know my Saints went to the playoffs for the first time ever in 1988 when I was born against the Minnesota Vikings, and we lost. But I digress. But okay. with that being said. you over here with the history, huh? Hey, man, that's Jim Moore era. You know what I'm saying? I know my team. I love this my historian team. You know historian of I'm Saints He's,
0: encounters.
2: Yeah, but I'm as a as a Saints fan, I'm gonna try and persuade my kids to be Saints fans. It'll break my heart for one of my kids to sit up there and tell me, oh, I'm a Cowboys fan, daddy. Man, I can't talk to my kids during football season. <laughs> so, you know what I'm uh, <clears throat> I ain't got about nothing them intelligent cowboys. or nice to say to them. I'm gonna tell them Santa Claus ain't real if they tell me they're a Cowboy fan. Oh, really? oh that's how we come. coming. I'm digging deep. You won't tell me you're a Cowboy so fan. So, you won't
0: tell me how you feel? Well, I'm gonna tell you how I feel. Yeah. Mm.
2: I don't tell my kids that Santa Claus is real anyway. Man, forget that. I go to work. I bust my butt. I pay for these toys. I ain't letting no imaginary character sit up there and get the credit that I deserve. So it speaks all
0: about the culture that surrounds that then. right? So even when we talk about the financial literacy, we talk about the ownership of businesses, having something to pass down to those that you care for, right? Really, in your absence, you don't want to feel as if they have to worry about you
2: because you're not being there or they can't make progress because you're not there. Yeah. That- that's mostly it, but when it comes to my kids, me and my kids, I try and have an understanding with them. Okay. I tell them, look, this is what daddy likes, so that way they understand me. Daddy like the Saints. Okay. Daddy like the Ohio State Buckeyes. So you daddy... really
0: explain to them who you are, yeah, what you resonate with.
2: And I explain to them why I like the Buckeyes. Like I said, the Ohio State, I don't care what nobody say from Louisiana, forget LSU. <laughs> That's uh, them. Ain't
1: nobody say anything about the Buckeyes. Ain't nobody disrespect his team. Look,
2: I'm just telling you, forget <laughs> LSU. That's one of them racist schools. I know Ohio State was the first school to put Jesse Owens, not just Jesse Owens, but, but were black African-Americans through track and field during the most racist time in American history. Now, some people in their
0: defense, they associate themselves with a school because locally that's the pick.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I respect that by all means. But it sounds like like you really do
0: the research and it's something that you resonate with them other than, oh, that's a university.
2: Yeah. Like, it ain't about who wins and who loses with me. It's about. Well, who like a losing team? uh, I like the Saints before they started winning. But this is
0: what I'm saying. People love the winners. Well, people love to be a winner or they like associate themselves with the underdog.
2: Like I said, I fell in love with the Saints because I seen how passionate my grandmother was for the Saints. The Saints was not winning back in 1993, 1994, 1995, and all that. Okay. I watched them L's. I watched Ashley Ambrose. And I watched mm-hmm. all that. I still got my brown paper bag with my little smiley face and two teardrops. I remember that. I got that.
0: <laughs> not one, but two.
2: I had two teardrops coming out my left eye. Right. Hey, that's what it was. I was back with Mike Dicker when we had Ricky Williams and all that. See, I know my Saints fact. But with that, it's like, I'm not going to push my kids to be Saints fans. I'm not going to push my kids to be barbers. I'm not going to push them to do anything that I do. But
0: you're going to let them know that those That's, are options.
2: That, right. I'm going to explain to them, look, that is a Saints fan because of your grandmother. And I'm going to explain to them who their grandmother was because none of them was alive when their grandmother was alive. Okay. My grandmother, Ms. Roxy, had a very high impact on my life. So that's why I'm explaining to them why I became a Saints fan.
0: So it's not just you just watching a team because of a team. There's actual history as far as those memories that you have with your grandmother resonating with that team that you both Yeah, I was born in 88,
2: man. 93, 94, I was more worried about Mufasa dying and Aladdin pulling Jasmine in three days. Married her in three days. That's what I was man, more... You
0: know what that is? changing. That,
2: that's what I was more, <laughs> more worried about. That was right. what I was stressing about. I was like, man, how he married Jasmine? He just met her three days ago. He was broke. He met this genie, got some money, and boom, he had to fight Jafar. And then on the third day, he married her. You know what I'm saying? Mufasa died. His brother killed him. That's messed up. True. And left somebody out here by itself. True. That's what I was more worried about. I wasn't worried about no playoffs or nothing like that. So... Once I seen how passionate my grandmother was about it, and that was the woman that was raising me at the time, and really the woman that my mama wanted to whoop me, and she'd be like, don't whoop that, baby. That's who I love. That's the one that's going to give me the candy when I was bad. Right. So I idolized what she liked. If I got to watch the Saints, hey, I got to learn to like them.
0: So even with that being said, it's like they've grown. You know, of course you're a parent, but then when you start moving into a grandparent realm, right? Yeah. Would you say that's just a different perspective because you have experienced a lot more than everybody else who's coming behind you?
2: Yeah, there's always going to be different perspectives Could be, because at the end of the day, when I was growing up, I got my butt whooped. I got whooped severely. I'm not going to lie to you. That's how it is I know. It's a different display of affection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I learned, hey, once I, I got a whooping for this, I ain't going to do that again. I know I'm going to get in trouble. Nine days is more along the lines of you can't really put your hands uh-huh. on children or do anything like that. I'm not going to tell anybody not to whoop their kids. Please do not not whoop your kids.
0: <laughs> so you're saying it's all part of that process.
2: Yeah. If you... So it's just like another
0: experience,
2: so yeah. to speak. So I'm gonna so tell... that's like the equivalent of putting a hand in the fire kind of thing when you get the whooping. Right. All right. So, boom. If I tell you don't put your hand on the stove, it's hot. Three times. Like I said, I'm gonna give you three warnings. I'm gonna prep you for everything. The first one is just general knowledge. The second time I tell you is to prepare you. The third time is, I see you about to mess it's up. It's time for action. That fourth time you didn't messed up. I did did my job. So, it's by a the, different way of learning. Yeah. In so, a sense. so, by the fourth time, you should learn from error. True. Trial and error. But my thing is, if I whoop my kids, which I don't. State of Louisiana, I do not whoop my kids. If <laughs> I was to, if I was to whoop my kids, on you know what I'm saying, I would make sure it's not just because oh you crying or nothing like that. It's more along. I don't whoop my. I'ma be real. I don't whoop my little girls because as a man, I don't want my little girls to get used to okay, a man bullshit. putting their hands.
0: Oh, they think of that as a form of a relationship yeah. interaction. Yeah.
2: So when they get older. My daddy used to whoop me. So a man's supposed to put no, no. I don't. Oh, my, you want to think I that get, that
0: is habitual.
2: I put more bass in my voice, and I'd be like, "Man, you, you're making daddy mad. Daddy don't like that." My little girls idolize me. I'm sorry that like my little girls love me right. for some reason. I don't know why. I'm not where I want to be at just yet. But they love me. Right, but right, right. Now my little boy, oh, they gotta, <laughs> you gotta,
1: they gotta get come
2: it. With it. Gotta the boy, get it. you mess up, I'm on your butt. But you know what I'm saying. Is more along the lines of how you show affection with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, If you don't really sit down and have talks with teenagers, they're not going to understand. They're more along the line of why, why, why. If I tell you to do something, they want to know why. Infants, they don't know no better. All you got to do is- To them, that is their way of learning. You don't know no better? C3, he just do what he want. That's a different breed. But some people
0: look at that And they characterize that as Oh that's a bad baby Lord why he's so bad Girl he get into a lot of stuff When is that not considered learning though Like for somebody who knows nothing They have to interact with stuff to learn from it I can't
1: it. get mad at him Cause yeah, I you... know I done done some stuff Alright yeah. and, and I kind of was... take that as a red... you... wait, wait so you're saying when you was his age You was doing some stuff I mean I feel like What he doing right now is a Yeah You know what
2: I'm saying <laughs> And I want to get him out <laughs> yeah. of that Says in the jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a that's Like I said, I know Alexander back and forth. I right. see a lot of Alexander in C3. I watch him. That's your baby. Oh, yeah. That's my <laughs> that's nephew. C3 baby. Oh, I watch him. I'll be like, man, that's your daddy right there. Like, if you see him do something goofy, he gonna haul some diaper and run. <laughs> the same way Alexander would do some sneaky stuff and be like, ooh, let me get on. A- yeah, like I done watched him. Right. But at the same time, see, he even laughed like his daddy. <laughs> but at the same time, that's why he don't get mad at him until he do something directly to Alexander. <laughs> like, gotta watch this man cut this Xbox off in the middle of a 2K game. No. And Alexander
0: could have got mad. Because he was winning or losing. Well, he, <laughs> he was, was winning. winning. <laughs> yeah, if he was losing, he wouldn't
2: trip. Yeah, that's my Ooh, son. Boy, if he losing, he be let, mad. Let's see three turn that game off on, on, while the LSU Tigers playing. No, oh, yeah, I don't care it. if it's one place. He said he
1: don't want piss kids, but he finna catch ass with me. Turn the tigers off. I'm sorry. That's, I hey, told take you, take me to jail.
2: I, I told ain't you, on I that. try and grab C3 and run out the door as quick as I can.
1: Now
0: we in a time and a place where a lot of things is subject to opinions, as in people always have an opinion about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what I'ma say, due to the accessibility, like we say, there's a lot of things you have access to, but we have access to as a society. Back in the Gap, like, there used to be things that is done at home, but what we would consider as home training. I don't even know if that's even a topic of discussion nowadays. Whoa. So when we look at it as home training, is the things that we do at home is to go ahead and correct and build personalities and mold behaviors to when they're out in society, there's an expectation of how they should conduct themselves.
2: I'm going to let you have this. I got something to say after you, Alexander. Go on ahead. All
0: right. So when I say in today's society we have so much access to stuff, the things that is done at home is now being put online. It's now being assessed through other people's view because all the things that was considered, you know, considered, uh, how would I put it, child abuse or considered a way how they should go about correcting children. It should be more about, no, explain to them why they're doing wrong. Explain to them how things is not working to their liking and all that. The child is now having more rights than the adult. And when you think about it, to the point where if an adult tried to Put a balance where there is imbalance, the adult can be trialed as the way you went about it is not conducive to the child's upbringing. So, as in, now I'm gonna get to the point. There's a fine line between correcting and punishments, right? Yeah. When you oh, he just put the the Ohio State hat on top of C3 head, and C2 just stomped the hat after taking it off. Oh, so, well, what I'm getting to is, do you believe that there's a fear? Of being an impactful parent compared to the fear of society saying what you what somebody would do is considered abusive as a parent.
1: You know what? Society could tell me how to raise my child all they want to. Right. Mm. All right. I feel that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They got a voice. But what I do in, in, behind this door right here, right. in public, uh-huh. that's me and I'm gonna do that. And you know what? I could take the consequences to that. Right. All right? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I got a fear for my child. I got a fear that what he gonna do out in that world right. is gonna hurt him. Correct. You know what I'm saying so before I let him go out there and do that, I'm gonna discipline him. I'm gonna give him structure. Speak that. I don't want him to come up like I did. Well, I came up okay, but I still made bad decisions. Right. So there's you know always
0: saying? the strive for better. There's always a you know, exactly. hey, look, I know what I've been through. Why would he have to go through the same exact exactly. things if I could teach him so better?
1: So if he got to learn by pain or any other method that I may use, okay. which I take drastic methods sometimes, as in, I don't care. What the it ain't drastic, not, that's real. But, but there's different
0: ways as a parent, right, for you, I mean, you want to take 30 minutes to talk about a lecture with a child who does not, let's say, their comprehension level is not to the point where they're able to have an impactful conversation. It's considered a waste of time. Right. For exactly. somebody so, who could barely speak English, you're going to try to explain to them uh, what they're doing is wrong?
1: Yeah. I'm not going to hound them right now because I see. Because he should be a child. Exactly. A I'm child gonna let should him, be
0: able to live their life.
1: Like I said, right now, I'm going to let him burn himself a couple of times. Okay. All right? But when he get to the point where he can understand, right. all right, it's going to be less burning and more teaching. All right.
0: Okay. I see that method. I see that method. So he going to experience things and then as his mind continues to develop, now you're giving him the tools and resources yeah. because he already experienced is a familiar experience where he's coming from a place of what he's familiar with encountering. Right. So the things they do, you familiar with it. Now you're teaching him better. Exactly. So if anything that's more impactful, Exactly. you know, because yeah. instead of just having conversations about it, there's always the curiosity of what if. So by him experiencing it, he now has that that wisdom that I like to consider it as. And now you giving him a platform to be able to build on that.
1: I don't want my son to ever have to struggle. I don't want him to ever have to struggle. Right. Like, I've struggled every now and then. Man, this man right here, been through the struggle together. And we always come out on top. I'm saying we might not be at the tippy top, but already make it through. But you
0: learn something
1: from it. All right. It's being content right now. Right. And we ain't in yeah. jail. We being content right now. Right, right, right. But sooner or later, we're going to make it to the top. We're going to make it to where we need to be. I don't want to be rich.
2: Okay, I want to be comfortable.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be rich. I want to be comfortable. Comfortable is happy rich. to me.
2: That's happy. Too many problems. I don't want to be rich. Too many problems. For me. Yeah. That's a different tax bracket that I don't
1: want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to be comfortable in a way of, all right, I got the street money. I'm good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I want some money that I know I earned that I earned that the right way and I worked toward it. You don't have to
0: worry it. about somebody trying to, you know, be exactly. paranoid somebody trying to take what you got exactly. and what
1: you earned. Like I said, I want my son in the street cuz it's rules to that. True. It's rules to that. I agree. It's certain music I can't listen to just cuz of my involvement and in certain that I used to be in that okay. I'm not into no more.
0: Okay. You know so it's a shift in mentality. Exactly. Because but that but that goes yeah. with growth though. I I don't look at it as you're no longer able to participate in it; well, you right. have grown out of it.
1: Since we on the subject, all right. Everything you do is not necessarily your choice. All right.
0: I, okay, I can see all right.
1: that. Now, say you born into a family. I'm born to. That's look. I was born into. I'm not guilty by association. I was born into association, right. but I still had a choice. So it's part of but, your identity, rather exactly, you want to
0: acknowledge it or not. Exactly. Okay. So when we talk about, let's, let's go back to what we said in the beginning, right, when we talk about somebody that has a law degree, went to school, have all these things, but I keep in mind, they went to an actual school to be taught the laws that govern us. So when you, in, let's say, when somebody is from the streets or somebody have that mentality, it's like they're going to that version of law school to learn what is the laws exactly. that they're governed by in the streets. Exactly. So for you to not know it, you would still be subject to it. Exactly. Interesting.
1: Well, that went full circle. When you born or put yourself in that predicament, yes. it's rules to it. And you're gonna have to follow them rules. Because it's right?
0: not what you wanted, but it's still who you are I'll rather exactly. you identify it's with who or I not. I am.
1: Well, that walk away from it and mm. say, look, I'm not with this no more. It's like blood in, blood out. You know what I'm saying
0: now I see for a lot of people, they take so much pride, right? Let's say for those who are around our age, right? Yeah. They would take the accomplishments of Those who came before them, so let's say their father, their mother, whoever the known name is in the family, they'll take that and try to ride that wave. Yeah. But then it's a conflict when people say, I understand who your daddy is. I understand who your people is, but who is you? Exactly. And then that's when they get that confrontation because now they have to face the reality of they never established anything. Now,
1: that was my big mistake, right? Yeah. Interesting. All right.
0: Okay. But it also goes with the examples, though. You know how yeah. some people are like, yeah, I could do different things, but everything's an example, just exactly. like everything's an experience. You know what? And I know I made no mistakes, but guess what? Lessons, man. Exactly. not even mistakes.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I... Well, this is what I like to tell well, when people have, yeah, man, I did this, did that. It's like, no, you experienced some things so the people who you care for don't
1: have to. Exactly.
0: You know, so you went through that, and you you made those decisions, you have been through those experiences, so that way now you have your son. It's like, son, I've been there, done that. You don't even exactly. have to waste your time. I
1: don't, I don't want my son to ever have to...
0: Make those decisions yeah. and be in those experiences.
1: Like, I give him the money for him him to go get it himself. You know what I'm saying? I feel that hot shit before he got to feel that hot shit. I agree. Because I know what the hot shit feel like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want him to e- even worry about that.
0: But it's also the same passion that goes into when you speak to those little rascals. Like even to this day, we exactly. get the inbox that stuff and people me a hit us. Cadre. And that's what makes an impact. That's crazy. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, gentlemen. Is there anything you wish to say to everybody that's listening?
1: Oh, no. We good.
2: First and foremost, I'd like to say, hey, hey, I'm going to let you talk in a minute. Let me finish. At right, Let me finish. So, boom. Bags the Barber, you know what I'm saying? You can hit me up at 985-205-5960. I'm coming to fulfill all your barbering needs, home, or come to me. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Follow me at Bags the Barber at Instagram. You know what I'm saying? However you want to do it.
1: And me, I train athletes, all right? I train athletes. I build young men. That's all I do.
0: All right, gentlemen. Thank you again for coming to the uh, Corners and Conversations podcast. This is Strick Low, your host, the founder of Just Contributing Support. Hopefully, everybody had an impactful conversation. More conversations to continue. You take care. So have a good. One.